This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Lynn Freeman, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. This morning in the parenting slot, we're taking a look at how best to equip young adults to deal with disruption. The past two months have seen teenagers being isolated from their normal school life, friends and socialising. It's also meant university students have had their academic years disrupted, while other young people may have been laid off or had to take a pay cut. Yvonne Godfrey is a family coach and founder and director of Miomo, Making It On My Own, which focuses on transitioning teens to adults. She's the author of several books, including Making It On My Own, Smart Ways to Smash It in the Real World, and Parenting Adults, How to Set Up Your Young Adult for Independence and Success in Life. Yvonne Godfrey says the lockdown has been an opportunity to test resilience and the abilities of families and young people to cope, strategize, and deal with change. And she's with us now and welcomes your questions too. Hi, Yvonne. Oh, good morning, Lynn. Welcome along. Now, lockdown has been, of course, a huge test for many families. Uh, together all day, every day, a lot of young adults returned home for the isolation duration period. So let's start with the silver linings and the good things that have come from this. Yes, it has been a, a very, very a strange time, and disruption being the key word because it's so unexpected, whereas change you can plan for, disruption it comes and whacks you in the back of the head when you're not looking. Uh, but yes, there's been so many silver linings. For start with an all use Zoom, my goodness. So even grandparents are connecting with their grandchildren in, in fresh ways. Um, we've been able to work from home and that just created all sorts of opportunities uh, for everybody that, that moving forward, I, I heard your, your previous uh, guest saying he wondered if it would go back uh, to normal but I think this is going to be different and this is going to have some huge changes to the way we live and the amount of uh, time that we're able to spend to, uh, with each other. And of course we've all learned to cook and husbands and teenagers everywhere can do the food shopping, that's been incredible I've never seen husbands so keen to get out the door and get to the supermarket. <laughs> um, and many of us have learned a new skill, a new hobby, um, caught up on some rest. Uh, businesses have, have all had to think up new ideas, which ultimately will create more jobs. And so uh, in the overall scheme of things, it depends where you are in all of this as to how you have seen this playing out. Uh, let's say it's been a level playing field that it's, uh, it's happened to us all. Uh, and that we're all on the same boat, but actually a lot of us are not, are we? We're not in the same boat because our situation has been dire in many situations. Uh, it's not been a rest and a wonderful time to eat like Christmas Day, but in fact been very, very stressful. So I know a lot of households where those older teens and young, young adults uh, who could drive volunteered to do the grocery shopping. In fact, you know, of course, there are organisations, you know, young people out there at the supermarkets for strangers doing the same thing because of the immunity yes. um, issues. And I thought that was um, su- such a great thing on, on several counts. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a thank you, isn't it, to parents? Yeah, I'll go and do this. And it's a life skill that's very useful oh, too. What a tremendous life skill. Even this is such an important thing to be able to meal plan, which means that's how you get your shopping list. And then to be able to go and make choices in the supermarket on a budget, not forget anything, uh, do everything that was socially acceptable with the isolation and come home and then hopefully get to put those groceries away and get rid of the old limp lettuce out of the back of the fridge and so on. In other words, the whole process 
of uh, doing the food shopping, not just doing an errand for mum, but rather contributing to the way we're living. And I love that because uh, whenever a young person contributes, it creates ownership. It's a stake in the ground. It's our home, not mum's home and on her little helper, which, which I'm pleased to say uh, that has been shattered left, right and centre where mum has been the workhorse doing everything and, and uh, almost like a... Uh, uh, commandant telling everybody what to do. Now people are starting to come together and say, okay, this is our home, how can we do it better? Because as soon as you've got that ownership, you develop confidence. And this is one of the greatest skills we can give our young people is that confidence that they can function normally in a normal world across many uh, different platforms, you know, school, home, out and about, workforce and so on. You know that that old saying though, old habits die hard. So mm. I guess the, the thought has to be, I mean, the, the young ones at university now hopefully will be back at university uh, and school has resumed, of course. So the danger is when the, when the family gets back together again, it goes back to the old way of working. So what do parents need to do to leverage off the lockdown progress? Yeah, uh, first of all, Parents need to get themselves into a strong frame of mind, meaning whatever disruption this has brought to them, they've got to deal with it. They've got to be proactive with it. Whatever changes or new norms they need to embrace because parenting is a relationship, but it's also about leadership. Uh, so to them, it's, it's resetting the vision for what their family will look like, making it a stronger family. We all want a stronger family. You know, making sure our homes are a place where people feel they belong, they love, they can contribute, they can dream their own dreams, they can grow as a person, they can make mistakes and stuff up. Um, and also the way they think about things, worry and fear are terrible drivers to parent from. So uh, oftentimes uh, people say to me, well, how much, should I, how much should I say to my kids? I'm worried. Should I be expressing this to my kids? And I think that needs some consideration. Uh, I call it positive realism. Talk about the facts but add a bit of faith to it, a bit of hope to us. Hey, this is what's happening, but this is what we're going to do. We are going to hold it together. It's going to be okay. I, I really encourage parents not to make um, their children a sounding board or a counsellor or a motivator for them because the kids have got enough to worry about. And this is where parenting really is in that leadership uh, arena. You have got to be sitting above and protecting and looking out for your family. So uh, watch your language. Speak what you want and not what you don't want. It's very easy to keep verbalising the negatives. I think um, parents need to guard their kids' hearts and minds and their own, meaning be careful of what media and social media that you're absorbing, because it's exactly what happens. Use wisdom about what you hear. Don't take everything on board. And, and stay out of the debates. Look, there's enough to do to keep our heads together to move forward, rather than buy into every debate about COVID-19 uh, it surely will uh, sap your energy. And probably the biggest thing, uh, Lynn, I would say, is be more concerned with who your children are becoming and not what they're becoming. So this means focusing on how we're helping our kids develop character through this. Is this, this is going to grow us or immobilise us? And we know that the anxiety rates are, are, are rising uh, terribly and and. I'm just seeing kids getting further and further behind because of the anxiety getting out of control. So you've got to put a halt to that and say, okay, let's, let's focus on who you're becoming and talk about character, uh, help them to develop the perseverance that they need, the adaptability that they might need, all of these things. So character rather than being competitive. 
And then uh, we've already talked about it, but what did we learn and how can we grow from that? What, what good habits were developed? I mean, most of us were exercising more just to get out and weren't we lucky with the weather? Gosh. Uh, but there were, there were bad habits too. Uh, lack of routine, more gaming, more screens, less sleep, all of, all of these things. And so we've got to now not lose the games not lose the gains. We've, we've made some tremendous progress. We've found out that people are more important than things. We've, uh, we've worked out what's important in our lives. And so the key now is not to become complacent and go back to life as it was. Questions coming in for you, Yvonne. This one from uh, a parent as a foster parent. They say, how do I help both my foster and biological children to cope with the uncertainty of their future when there is no long-term plan for where my foster children will be living? and whom they will be living with. Yeah. So it's disruption yeah, and uncertainty on top of disruption and uncertainty, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's one more layer to those children. Their whole lives have been disrupted. Nothing for them has been by choice. It's all been uh, by what's been decided for them as a rule. Hopefully, and, and, and I, I can tell already that family is a lovely family for her to be concerned. So your foster children and your biological children have the same needs. They need to feel that they belong, that they're loved, that they can dream, that they can grow as a person, as I talked about before, that they can stuff up and fix up their mistakes. It's no different, but you might need to be uh, reassuring that foster child more and more that you're not going anywhere. I mean, I don't know what what the background is on that placement, but that is a fear for those children. What's, What's next for me? Well, we don't know what's next, sweetheart, but we do know what is, and what is is that you are loved right here, right now. We wanted you, we love having you, and we are metaphorically putting our arms around you and making this a safe place for now. And I think that's all that, that, that person can do. I'm going to look at this issue of young people, uh, given this... Uh, redundancies that are happening at the moment, uh, lost job opportunities. They may have been thinking or planning, saving for their OE, overseas experience. That isn't going to happen in the foreseeable future. So a lot of, or even studying overseas, a lot of plans are now in tatters and perhaps graduates who ended last year, got this in my own family, uh, graduate ended last year, got the degree, wants to work, wants to earn money, just no opportunities there and is having to, to work in, you know, any way they can to earn some money. So there's a lot on the shoulders of young people, a lot of dreams shattered for them. So how can you, how yeah. can you help them? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, I'd divide whatever's happening in your life into whether it's just a, whether it's delayed or whether it's actually destroyed. Because for a lot of these situations, it's delayed. Even even people who have been made redundant, some of those businesses, many of those businesses, in fact, a good number of those businesses are going to come back, and therefore they're going to need to reemploy. It's not like the depression where everything was that was the end of it, and it was a much uh, a hard and fast outcome. We are going to have businesses that will recover from this. So is, is your situation just delayed or has it been destroyed completely? So that's the first thing because young people, they do magnify feelings very much so. And of course, they, they, they can't think long term as, as well as older people can. And so they think that the plan that they have right now is the only plan they can have. And it's a good lesson in what else can we do what else can you do? What can we do for now? 
until your ability to travel uh, returns because they're not going to have their OE crushed forever. It's just not going to happen as they thought. Uh, I'm a great one for volunteer work. I think we both keep our young people feeling like they're contributing. So if you can't do what you were planning to do, let's do something that, that, that at least brings value to others. That looks, by the way, fantastic on your CV. When I look at CVs, I look for uh, what have you done for others that you didn't get rewarded for. So, uh, because that shows me a lot about the character, it shows me a lot about their work ethic, and it shows me a lot about the way they see themselves in society. So, look for what you can do rather than what you can't do. If you're living at home as a young person, and this has changed now, your parents thought they were going to have an empty nest, and now they've got uh, this young person back, you do need to renegotiate the deal. So, while we were in this kind of lockdown situation, it didn't seem real. And we we were functioning in many different ways, but generally not as we would long term. And so we've got to think now, okay, uh, what can you do? Please, mothers, uh, don't be serving your children. Uh, Make sure that they are flatting with you and not back in that child mentality where you're the the parent serving your children. Because that takes the confidence away, apart from the fact that you just get dead beat tired. It does take the confidence away. Treat them like a young adult. I don't use the word teenager very often at all. I like the word young adult because it, it, it intimates that, that we've got someone who's on a pathway to adulthood rather than just in this um, free zone of teenagehood that can come with a pretty negative rap. So it's all in the way you frame it up. It's in, in your expectations. The whole purpose of growing up is to increase capacity. Uh, so don't hold back on expecting them to do more. Clearly, we don't want to push them over the edge, but we want our young people to be growing every day as they're maturing, whether COVID-19 is happening or not. Uh, so so it's, it's a mindset and, and then the practicalities of what you can do. don't think this is so much COVID-related, but a listener would love to know how to support two-step boys, 9 and 12, with change they've had to deal with. Their, their mother is moving house and is now expecting a baby with a new partner. And so this is the step-parent now looking after her stepchildren. Yeah. And doing more than she had in the past. Well, look, once again, it, it's about uh, making that environment uh, a beautiful one for those kids, making sure that they don't feel like they're appendages, but that they belong and then uh, equipping them to do the normal things that kids do. Step kids, not step kids, foster kids, not foster kids. They're children who belong. So let's make sure we set it up so that it feels as normal as possible and that they have a place where they feel like they belong. Yvonne, you run a, a skills course for young adults. What does that involve? It's a four-day program for Mature 15 Plus. Uh, It's in the school holidays, July 7 to 10, and it is an independence and leadership program designed to help young people get ready to leave school and leave home. Uh, So we deal with all the things that uh, are often not taught at school around money and optimal living, meaning how can they live at home in a more flatting environment. Goal achievement, time, space and energy management, money mastery, presentation skills, relationship building, how to build healthy relationships and uh, resolve conflict, how to get work ready, that's a brilliant CV and interview skills, and how to develop their character. So that's four days, 9.30 to 4. We're in Central City. They can go to, people can go to neomo.com, that's M for Mary, I-O, M for Mary, O.com to learn more about that. 
We've only got two spaces left in July, but we have more programs in December and January. And that, that was born out of my love of wanting to see young people confidently move into their adult space. I work with parents and the kids because it's a, it's a team effort. Uh, for the kids to step up, the parents have got to step aside. And we deal with all aspects of how to build that strong family as these young ones begin to prepare for leaving the nest. Thank you very much for your time. That's Yvonne Godfrey, family coach and the founder and director of Miomo.